0: Hey, you're listening to The 100 Day Project podcast. The 100 Day Project is a free global art movement. Every spring, thousands of people all around the world commit to 100 days of exploring their creativity and sharing their process online. Find out more at the100dayproject.org. This is the 100 Day Project Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Jean Thompson, and I have two wonderful guests today, Adam J. Kurtz and Robin Canner. Adam, aka Adam J.K., is an artist and author whose illustrative work is rooted in honesty, humor, and a little darkness. His books, including one page at a time, have been translated into over a dozen languages, And his very personal work for clients like Facebook and Urban Outfitters has been featured in The New Yorker, Vice, Adweek, and more. Kurt speaks frankly about channeling human emotion into our creative work, delivering lectures to conferences, organizations, and universities. His latest book, Things Are What You Make of Them, Life Advice for Creatives, is a handwritten essay collection that digs into the emotional realities of being any type of modern-day creative person. Robin Canner is a storyteller with a focus in writing and design. Her writing on culture has appeared in the New York Times, the Atlantic, broadly, The Cut, and more. She has led product design at Amazon and Etsy. In 2014, she founded My Trans Health to ease frustrating challenges trans people face finding quality healthcare. In 2016, she was invited to the Obama White House for a summit briefing on queer healthcare. And in 2018, she released Friends with Secrets. Robin's work has been featured in TechCrunch, Fast Company, The Verge, Business Eider, Insider, and Vox, to name a few. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: You know, it's funny because I actually reached out to both of you separately. And you both said yes. And then you both came back to me and said, how about we do it together?
2: I feel like everyone in our like little bubble knows each other. Yeah. And there's like, sometimes it's not surprising, but sometimes it's surprising friendships. And like, how fun is it to just team up like this? Great.
0: I mean, I think friends make everything better. And you know, we really can do whatever we want to do here. So I was definitely down. I also think that a lot of the reasons or one of the reasons people do the 100 day project is that they're looking for creative community. So how do you two know each other? Or? More broadly, how do you find your creative community? How
1: do we know each other? I think we know each other through Tim. That
2: makes sense. I think, yeah, I think maybe our friendships, our individual friendships with Timothy Goodman
1: brought us together. I think I showed up to Adam's wedding. That was the first time I met him. Oh, my God. That's right. Wait, wait, Robin Robin and I did know each other online
2: a little bit and we we had interacted on Twitter where we both are. Very active on Twitter after like 11 p.m. Eastern exactly. time. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> at Robin Kenner, and uh, yeah, you, that's right. The first time we met yeah, was yeah. at my wedding. It was it was a great wedding. It was amazing. It was it was an amazing wedding. Actually, yeah, it was it was incredible. Really, yeah, maybe that's how we build community is yeah, by yeah. Um, get married, <laughs> get married, <laughs> get married, and yeah. crash wedding. Uh, I remember dancing pretty hard with that night. Oh my God. Debbie Millman was like the definition bogeyed. of cut a rug. Yeah. I, great. I feel like Debbie started the dancing for oh, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, 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 She was incredible. Yeah. Oh God.
0: I, I mean, I think love is a great reason to get together always. It's,
2: you know what? Anytime you can throw a party of good people, that's really fun. And I feel like this is not what the podcast is about. I'm so sorry, but like, you know, there's a lot of, parties in New York that are actually just PR events masquerading as parties For sure. yeah. or like industry events. I think we're all familiar with like you go to a networking mixer because you want to meet other designers, but it's really fun when you're just at a good party and like, oh, two people happen to be designers and you know, the host happens to introduce them.
1: Yeah. It's way and, uh, of that way.
2: yeah. and is it still networking? Yeah. I mean, yes, but it doesn't feel gross and it's just yeah. more fun and more real and no one has business cards on them because they didn't know it was that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, you're also heading on, you know, I invited you separately, but I actually invited you for very similar reasons. Oh,
2: cool. Is it because we're both I, so like physically attractive? I,
0: I mean, that was that's one that's of the great. reasons. That's
1: great. For sure.
0: <laughs> um, but the, the other thing is, is I feel like you're both really doing something... <laughs> Insanely hot and doing something really special, I think, and I think that's something a lot of people want to be doing as well. Which is, you're both making a career by being yourselves. That's great. for better
1: or worse. Yeah, I'm glad somebody thinks that. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I would actually say to that
2: is that, uh, and I I do feel a lot of parallels um in my work with what Robin does, and I mean Robin is more of like a a tri- uh, like a real writer, I would say, but. To me, Robin and I are both really ourselves. And then I also think there's a layer of like, we don't know how else to be. Right. And so some people are really themselves. And I feel that that is part of their practice where they are, you know, making work maybe because they want to connect with who they are. Um, and what I feel in in Robin's work and what I know in my work is, are, and I should just speak for, for myself and, and yeah. jump in or, or don't jump in. I make work because I don't know what else to do.
1: Yeah, and I much. say
2: things because if I don't say them, I'll go crazy. Yeah, And so we kind of have to build a space where we're allowed to do that. Um, and then we just pretend that it's art. And it's like, oh, they're <laughs> they're artists. That's why they're like that. And so my career has always been rooted in me sharing who I am. Um, and I've just been really lucky to have built a context where, where not only is it okay to be myself, but it's safe to be myself now.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, my career has survived on my ego for the most part in the sense that, like, I talk about my life, I tell stories about my life, and that's ultimately because I have a really big ego and it makes me feel great. Um, I would love for it to be like a (laughs) cuter, sweeter answer to that, but I just have, I just really love myself and I love to talk about myself and I love to, um, hope that it just connects with anyone even if it's a word I I just want like a little bit of connection I think that's such a good point about the connection yeah yeah
0: well and I I think it does and and then like the kind of like broader social media like so much of that is PR right so much of that is marketing and you know you can you both like sell art right there's nothing wrong with selling your art or making a living doing your art but like there's such a a difference kind of energetically or the the feeling is very different when someone's just being honest. Right.
2: I think that the design community is, I I guess not the entire design community, but a lot of designers online are still sort of doing this very safe thing. Mm -hmm. And, and Robin and I are not, and a lot of, a lot of other voices are not. um, But maybe that's why it feels honest whereas in another industry like writers for example writers are always honest and so I almost feel like honesty is the baseline but a lot of designers are still doing that like happy Monday like so glad to have coffee (laughs) like if you agree and and we're just not actually being people at all um and and maybe that is because design is usually about taking someone else's text and image and Mm. you know helping someone else find their voice more often than not um, and it might also just be that we didn't know we were allowed to be real.
1: Right. Yeah. I think a lot of, I mean, the people that Adam's talking about, I call it 2014 Twitter. And it's not mm. even like a kind of dig. It's not anything. It's just when I think of the, the people who are bumping in 2014, it was this sort of, I did a cute thing. Here's how cute it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, at the time, was, and still am, like, an incredibly messy person who, like, just never could do things, like, clean and perfect and wonderful and, like, cute. And so my style is, like, I'm a really messy adult. Here's how messy I am, Uh, which I think is maybe more honest.
2: And I think more relatable, too, because, like, Enjoying coffee is not a personality characteristic. <laughs> you
0: know, like we all, we all
2: like coffee.
0: Can you make um, that? Um, <laughs>
2: that actually used to be the opening slide from my design lecture. So I would open with like, hi everyone. Like I'm a coffee drinker and everyone's like, ha ha And then the next slide is like, LOL, <laughs> just
1: kidding. That's not an identity. What the fuck? And then we would get through it. But, um, but I think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people are happy doing that sort of I like coffee, and I. I think a lot people. of people
2: think that they're happy, or just want other people to think that they're happy. But we know better. Yeah, I mean, we're too smart, right? Like, I, I just think that there was really this moment, and it was, it was 2014, and even before then, in the design community and like the illustration community, it was very, also to me, very straight white man. Very like, I love coffee and whiskey. I love to pencil <laughs> push. Like, Jesus I love the hustle. <laughs>
0: Um, Check out my beard. You know,
2: my logo for my website is, like, a pencil and the pen tool crossed over each other (laughs) in, like, uh, a three-vector, you know, shield-looking thing. Sort of like um, if iStock, like, commissioned someone to rip off Draftland and then just, like, made it free for
1: a day. This is why we're both unemployed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me know if I've started alienating those. Okay, but you know what? What I... (laughs) Just to
2: to get back to where we started, like what I love about the 100 Day Project is that people are creating spaces for themselves to be themselves and really sort of pull apart from this thing that that Robin and I are are kind of making fun of is like there's a status quo that creatives sometimes feel like they have to fit. And the 100 Day Project Mm -hmm. for a lot of people is the first time they're saying, I'm going to do something that's totally different from what I normally do. I'm going to do something weird without a client. And I'm going to create this context for myself to be more real yeah. or, or at least to just do something that nobody is asking me to do. And I yeah. think that is really the biggest thing. And I think that's something that Rob and I figured out for ourselves earlier was just this, like, we're going to do something that no one asks us to do. And maybe it's compulsion or maybe Robin and I are just like, so smart, like just incredibly genius and hot. And yeah,
0: and, and tall. hot. don't forget. High,
2: tall, tall. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're both very tall. Um, But, but I think that's what it is. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're starting out, you replicate what's out there because you Mm -hmm. think that's what the industry is. Mm -hmm. And it just, it takes time and, and finding the permission for yourself to break away. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, when I think about like the, the people I sort of grew up with and made stuff with, um, like my first creative work wasn't a client work. It was like working with bands. Um, and when you work with musicians, it's all feelings all the time. And like, I, I'm a really big proponent in that feelings aren't facts, but listening to sort of how they were writing lines, processing the world around them uh, just felt more real to me than um, a vector and whatever the thing was in cool and design at that time. So when I started to make my own work, it was like, well, writing is sort of the root of any storytelling. Like writing was the root of these songs, writing is the root of what I do in design or writing, you know, so I just thought it was more interesting. I had a similar moment where, you know, as a designer, I was
2: doing a lot of event posters and, and mm. flyers. Like when I was in college, mm. Um, I was like the student marketing designer and I was the marketing designer for the radio station. And I was the marketing director for student life. Like I made every flyer for like every pizza night, movie night, open mic thing. And, uh, and I had a friend who was like, Adam, you make so much stuff, but um, it's always for other people. You never mm. make anything for you. Mm. And so I had this moment of like, okay, I'm working with images and type and text all the time. What if I made the images and what if I wrote the text? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing what I was already doing and just, you know, using my own, my own words. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only words I had were kind of like, I'm sad today. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, I, I realized that it, it almost didn't matter what I was saying as long as, as it was me. And so yeah. sometimes it was really like a, a basic truth or like a reductive sort of punchline that encapsulated what I was going through. Yeah. And, um, I mean that I, I just described my entire body of work as yeah, like yeah. I'm sad uh, on paper on an Instagram <laughs> on a pin on a balloon on a stress ball that's, that's
0: whatever great. you can put it on Dear <laughs> uh, yeah I think you're hitting on something that's a big reason why a lot of people do the project is that they feel this pull they're probably doing other work that's either creative or you know in support of other people's creativity and they want to express their own voice yeah, yeah. And and you know the course of 100 days gives them the opportunity to do that to practice that to i don't know if refine is the right word but to like yeah. to show up every day and you know if you're showing up every day a lot of it's like not going to be that good and that's actually okay it doesn't I mean, have Prince to be wrote
1: bad songs like <laughs> so, you know, Who's it? Prince? Oh, Jesus. Prince wrote like <laughs> hundreds of songs for I'm every only 16. single record. <laughs> like Prince wrote like a million songs for every record, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, a lot of them weren't great. I, this idea that we're precious is sort of just stupid. Like, the fact is none of us are really unique or interesting. We're just people who have to say shit. Yeah. 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 I also think that
2: half the time the art is just making the thing. It's not even the thing. Yeah. Like, sometimes the art is just the action. And so with a 100-day project or any sort of daily practice, which I think is very important. It's like, yeah. it doesn't really matter what you actually did as long as you did it.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, that's like when writers do like their morning pages, sure. like as popularized by Julia Cameron's The Artist's <laughs> Way, <laughs> celebrating its 25th anniversary <laughs> in print. Uh, you know, it, it is. It's just like it's working that muscle and just doing it. Yeah. And what's, what is nice about 100-day project, from what I've seen, because I've never done it, just because yeah. I can't commit to anything for that long, is
1: your marriage (laughs) except for my marriage
2: which is is great um it's kind of nice to have that hashtag that other people are looking in on you know what I mean it's nice to be like I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this on my own but other people are also doing it on their own and we're like kind of all alone together yeah and and I find that that can be really encouraging even if you don't do all 100 days because 100 days is a very long time
1: yeah
0: yeah, I I totally agree. I always say that you know only you can do your project, but you're not doing the project mm. alone.
1: Yeah, life is short. Just make some shit. It, like I really don't like. I spent a lot of time complicating my life and whatever. Mm. Um, what I've learned in this whole world is that I like to wear hoodies and make art, and that's a really simple narrative. And I don't. It doesn't need to be special or unique or complex or concept heavy. It's just got to be a couple words. I would love a hoodie that says, I like to wear hoodies in my (laughs) car.
0: Yes. Yes. So mad. That's literally
1: my life. We can, (laughs) you want to collaborate on the production? I know.
0: (laughs) How do you make so? I mean, you're saying that you don't, that 100 days would be a big commitment, and yet, like, you're pretty prolific. You create a lot. This
1: is culture at this point. This is life. I mean, Yeah, yeah. I mean, is
2: this the place for honesty? I guess so. I'm sitting next to Robin Canter. Um, <laughs> you know what? People say that stuff to me all the time, though. People are like, how do you make so much work? Like, you're always making stuff. And it's like, I look, look it. at what it is, though. Yeah. Like, yes, well, it's It's me, and it's it feels compulsive, and it's important yeah. to my daily existence. But also, like, I'm using pencil and paper. Right. Like, if my work was... was oil paintings it would take me a long time Mm -hmm. but my execution takes takes minutes and so I have this sort of advantage of I found my visual voice and it is very easy to transmit a thought within minutes and then share it again within minutes and so it's not really a race it's just it just depends on what your thing actually is yeah it's pop
1: songs mm -hmm. for the internet like oh my god I talk yes it's like literally that I mean when I think about the shit that I write I try to write sad pop songs for the internet like quick hooks something that like if I write a line I'm like very cautious of like the the rhythm of the words Um, Mm -hmm. but I just like to have it to be like a quick little pop song and you move on with your day quick little pop song you move on with your day like I don't I'm never going to be a person that's like, look at the intricate detail. Like, it's going to be here's a pop song. I'll make another one tomorrow. Have you and I talked about pop music, or is this because I I so
2: this is have we not
1: talked about pop music? No, I'm
2: so okay. This is like a because I'm sitting here with my mouth half open, like who told this bitch? I've been using that (laughs) shit for a long time. Maybe I listened to Robin on a podcast, so I I really think about my work as pop music because I think pop music is is really special in a very magical way. Right. Yeah. It is a very kind of lowbrow art that we don't really like regard totally. in the same seriousness as other things. However, like it's, it's ubiquitous, it's accessible, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And pop songs have these messages encoded that last with you for years. Mm-hmm. And I always love to, to bring it back to Michelle branch because <laughs> I'm contractually <laughs> obligated. Um, you mentioned Michelle branch at every sort of press um, situation, but she has a song called breathe and the chorus is just like how to yoga breathe. It's, you know, if I just breathe, <laughs> let it fill the space between I'll know everything is all right. And, and when you hear that
1: stuff, that's the great stuff, right. When you hear yeah. it on the radio,
2: you're like, yep, that's breathing. And yeah. then when you're having a panic attack, <laughs> yeah. you're like, yes, that's breathing. And so you, yeah. it, you know, uh, music helps us hold on to words and, and messages and moments longer. Yeah. And when I write, you know, seven words on a pink background, it's light and fluffy, and straight dudes don't understand it. But yeah. like everyone else is like, I will save this for later. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's magic. Totally, totally. My like, my... yeah. I
0: mean, I literally screen grab a lot of them.
2: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's like, yeah. that's the whole point, right? Is you really yeah. want to make make something that that other people can find themselves in and, and use as a tool to communicate. And so I love when people share my stuff, um, unless you're like, you know, soul cycle, in which case I want attribution, (laughs) maybe money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like my audience is basically like sad 20 year old women who like are going through a breakup. And (laughs) <laughs> like that's not even a dig. That's just like it worked for Atlantis Morrison. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, I'm also you know like contractually obligated yeah, yeah, yeah. to, uh... of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to drop, um, drop I can leave the podcast
2: now. I got my two. <laughs> <laughs> off the done.
1: Yeah, I mean those. I mean the, I guess that's just it. Is like there's, there's the quick little hits and um, they don't, ha- I, I don't. I just don't believe things should be complicated. I think it should be relatively simple and easy breezy. Cover girl. I think what is hard about it is getting to the place
2: where you're able to, to tap into yourself that way. We're able to to know what your voice is and what to do with it. So when Robin and I talk about quick hits, I, you know, I know that there are people listening who are like easy for you to say, Mm. and I do want to address that. It's, it is easy for us to say now because we've been alive uh, and been really like living in our own shit for a long time. And so Mm. it does take the work to get to your voice, to trust your voice, to know what to do with it. To know how to, be- to best execute or iterate it, to yeah. know which pencil or which marker or like what
1: yeah. metaphor, what, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But once there's like there, a lifetime that goes
0: into it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll, like literally everything I've ever written is a metaphor for something else. Like, it, like, literally speaking about Instagram, like everything that I've written on Instagram is a metaphor for a different thing. Like, if I talk about like a relationship with me and somebody else, it's usually actually a thing or a place. It's not. It's not really. I'm usually not that literal. So it gives me space to, to say what I want to say. Like, you know, if I hate somebody who I deal with in my real life, I can make a little poetry to it and have it be for me and not to them. And that's kind of cute too. And conversely I'm like hyper
2: literal. And You're so it. very often I write exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but then also doing this work and to, to open it up for others. And I think, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's a little bit of the difference between what you do and what I do is that sometimes I look at Robin's stuff and it is just like soul crushing and I have to like take a break. Like I actually find Robin's work really triggering in a way that like if I wasn't your friend, I think I would just not look at it.
1: For sure. Yeah. Uh, But because I know you, it's hard. It's really hard and
2: uh, it stresses me out. I've talked to to Mitchell about this before. Wait, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Because I think it really is real and if you can put yourself if you can if you can really empathize with someone's work and this is true of a lot of artists once you get in there i mean i think to an extent i think this is kind of what happened with amy winehouse after her passing is all of a sudden every dumbass was like oh that was all real right and then listening to those same pop songs again can like fuck you up yeah
1: yeah, Um, yeah and so
2: i i yeah i find robin's work to be sometimes yeah. a lot and if i'm yeah. like not in my like right, right. mind right. it can be too much and it can throw me yeah. um, whereas my thing is like feel something deeply mm. but then think about how others can find themselves in it mm-hmm. how one sentence can have 40 interpretations how something can be both positive and negative at the same time is mm-hmm. really special to me um, <laughs> yeah. and then put that out and let people find it and i'll get comment like i got a comment on instagram yesterday that was like hey, uh, what is this referring to specifically? <laughs> uh, <what else laughs> I really that? And I was like, that's so funny because, yeah. like, that is the thing. Is like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. want yeah. to decide. And that's that's yeah. I'm part yeah. of
1: the art. Yeah, that's – I mean, the, the thing about me is, like, I know I make shit that maybe is a little hard to settle, but, like, I sort of know what they're about. Like, I wrote this line uh, a couple weeks ago that was um, – I've got this slow heart that – um brings me down literally about meditating to calm my heart like not depressing not drinking, not drinking it was literally like oh i meditated and my heart's calm so as long as i have a slow heart i can be calm mm-hmm. um but it sounds like if you if you take that and you put that then it sounds so much sadder but it's literally like i <laughs> just meditated that morning um so some I, I mean some of them are hard like that
2: I think that I mean, we're also just like really touching on what's beautiful about art,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Is that you make something that reflects your own lived experience mm-hmm. and then other people find themselves in it. Mm-hmm. And it evokes an emotion in them that may be completely different than your intention.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh and that's where the magic really
1: yeah.
2: happens. It's yeah. in other people's interpretation mm-hmm. and in the emotional weight that other people mm-hmm. put on your work. Right.
1: Yeah. I All feel right. yeah. I See,
0: Robin, you wrote something recently that like really resonated with me. Even happy people write sad songs. Oh, yeah.
1: Ooh, I remember writing that one. Uh, and
0: I, I, I really love that so much because I think what you're also saying there is basically what we've been talking about. Yeah. Like this is just – this is like one thing without context right. and, you know, you're putting your own context on that or your own kind of worldview on that.
1: Yeah. I mean I just – you know – I think people like there's sometimes people come to me and they'll be like, Oh, you're such a sad person and like I'm just not. <laughs> like I'm actually really <laughs> yeah. great. And uh just be, you know, sometimes I write a sad song, but that doesn't mean I'm I'm sure Stephen Stevens is relatively happy with his life too. Um and that's kinda how I how I think about it. Like Bonnie there isn't like I'm fucking miserable every day of his life. He just wrote a couple of <laughs> sad songs, but he's probably relatively yeah. happy. Um, yeah. and that's kinda sort of how I think about it. <laughs> I
2: think it's one of those things where some people are just more tapped into that side of who they are. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they're any more depressed. If anything, it means that they're, like, paying better attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to me, sometimes it you actually have to be a healthier person to be able to just address to that head-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, a lot of those, like, I love coffee and whiskey people right. are are completely missing right their core truth right. um, or they know of it and they're so afraid of it right. that they're burying it. And to me, that's, that's way less healthy and way more scary. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you talk, when you have a good friend who is just like always doing fine, like every time you ask, they're like, I'm right. fine. It's like, <laughs> right. uh, we've been friends for three years. Like if you can't actually talk to me right, right now, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm
0: your Yeah.
2: I, yeah, It's yeah, yeah. yeah. not real. But I, I yeah. also know that it is very hard for people to be that vulnerable um, and also, we have the benefit of age. Sure. I just uh, recently turned thirty, and yeah. now I'm—I'm I'm just very smart now. Yeah. Is what happened.
1: <laughs> I Turned thirty, um, yeah. became smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: but when I think about who I am now and and who I was at maybe like seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. like when I was sort of entering the world and figuring out if it was like okay to be gay or, or okay to like okay worse, to be gay. Well, okay. So there's, there's being gay and then there's being gay and not having visible abs. And I think the second thing was much more terrifying when I, even 12 years ago in pop culture, there were so many less visible examples of what like queer life could be. It's like, if you were a lesbian, like L word. -word. And if you were a gay man, (laughs) it was Will and Grace. And I was like, Remember
1: Dawson's Creek with Kerr? Was there a gay character? I've never seen this. Oh Justice my Creek. God. Are you kidding me? I'm 30. There's a classic <laughs> episode of Dock Creek where Jack comes out and somebody writes fag on the locker. It's like, I remember watching that when I was like eighth grade and I was like, that's going to happen to me. Oh <laughs> my God. It's really, yeah. It's not I funny. I take no. it Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Williams is like this like soft, sweet girlfriend that's like, I'll save you from the horror of being queer. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, now we have like Troy Sivan is like selling out
2: stadiums. You know, my, I mean, we my, my. we just have so many examples, mm-hmm. and it's such a different world. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I hope that young people don't have that. Oh, there's mm-hmm. music outside. Yeah, yeah. Don't be.
1: It's sad kind of gay. lovely. I mean, you can do whatever you want. But
2: like, I mean, being sad and gay has famously yeah. been very effective for right. many people. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sorry, I was speaking about my own experience. This.
0: Well, ah. I think what you're <laughs> also talking. <laughs> I feel like, so for me, I'm, I'm a writer and I got, I got very sick a couple of years ago and I wrote in detail about the experience and, you know, a lot of times people would read that and like, feel bad for me. Mm. And like, I definitely was not sharing it with like the goal of people feeling bad for me. Right. And for me, like if I'm sharing something on the internet, I feel okay about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, but I think we, like people, people, when they write stories, not new at it, but sometimes people write stories where they're either the hero or the victim. It's incredibly easy for a reader to like a hero or like a victim. Uh, It's harder to like an antagonist. It's harder to sort of spend time with the antagonist. And um, some of the shit that I write is very antagonist driven. It's not hero or victim. Um, And that's an incredibly intentional decision. I love that. That's such a good point. Um, I think a lot
2: about the way that we construct our own personal histories and yeah, like yeah, yeah. right, we shift ourselves into yeah. a hero or a victim yeah. role. Yeah. And it's like, no, sometimes you you were the entire like sometimes yeah, yeah. you fucked that up for yourself.
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. Um, I think about that a lot as someone who has been like speaking and you do this too, like yeah. public speaking design spaces, and and you're on a stage maybe talking about your work or you're talking about like, and then I did this thing with this client, and right. here's the lesson that I learned. And it's like sometimes the answer is that you were just a fucking dumbass and like yeah. you blew it. Right. Um. But no, one ever wants, <laughs>
1: no
0: one's ever gonna
1: say that to you in Um. But I wish that they would. Yeah. When I got like, so when I got sober, it was like, I went from being like, "You hurt me. I did this great. You hurt me. I, I'm great at this thing." To really examining my quote unquote character defects, and what I realized is that I'm not really a perfect person. I'm actually a person who's done a lot of things wrong that I wish I hadn't, and as opposed to just acting like that shit never happened, I'd rather confront it and write about it and talk about it, even if it's going to make people feel uncomfortable or make them feel like I'm not a good person or make them feel like they they, they got tricked by me or whatever. Um, i would less interested in that and more interested in it being sort of the truth that I want to explore, and I think that's fine. I'm just going to find out what this
2: mariachi music is outside. Like, <laughs> I'm going to look to.
0: <laughs> Report back.
1: I'm,
2: what is it? Oh, this is rules. You guys are getting, like, the real um, Williamsburg experience. South yeah. Williamsburg, not North Williamsburg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's an important distinction. If we were in Betsey, <laughs> it just would be fire sirens.
2: <laughs> okay. Whew. Um, Whew. Yeah, I think everything you are saying was, like, very raw and real and... I knew that this podcast was going to take a turn. Yeah, but I'm still sitting here a little bit like, oh, we really took a turn. It's yeah, like, yeah. what did I think was going to happen?
1: Yeah, I just think I think it's interesting. Like, the, the it's first, important. Yeah, the first step is to figure out like, can I do this? And if you get the past the can I do this thing, it's like, do I want to do this? And you're like, Great. And then once you get past that, it's like, okay, what it is? It what is it? Right. And the the easy thing is just to, to be like, you know, this bad thing happened to me and I survived. This person hurt me and I feel bad about it, but. The deeper examinations of the gray area I just think is Far more interesting And I, I think we're a little bit afraid of it right now So it's kind of I like to just sort of Poke a hole in that kind of stuff I feel like
2: Robin's Robin's work and, and Robin as a person Is very I don't want to say brave because that's so, so Loaded and like gross and like, I want
1: to see you breathe. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, but it's not. It's just, it's, it's brave for a designer. But if you look at any writer, right? Right. It's not that's, even remotely yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like somebody reads the David Foster Wallace book and they're like, wow, I can't believe he wasn't the hero or the victim of this book. Like he's just writing characters.
2: And I think maybe like, that's just the thing is that you and I are really straddling the line between designers and writers. Yeah. And it's we're just using different. design tools it's
1: to tell the to, yeah. yeah. And so, do you, do you identify
0: like, as wow. one over the other? Or is it storyteller through design and writing? Or? I think I'm
1: better more than designer. I have to pick,
2: yeah. I just started saying artist because mm. I think art Both. encapsulates all of it. That's yeah, I mean, writers yeah, are, yeah. Artists, yeah. are artists. Designers are artists. And then I say author um, as an excuse to just, you know, plug my books yeah. one page at a time, pick me up, and things are what you make of them yeah. available from Penguin Random House and other partners beautiful, worldwide.
1: Beautiful. beautiful.
2: <sighs> You
0: can find um, those on the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> did you get all four?
1: Did you get books? Alanis Morissette and... And Michelle Branch. Uh, what else am I supposed else? to plug?
2: No, I think <laughs> um, I think we did it. All right, okay. well, thanks great. so much for having Thank me. Thanks so for having <laughs> me. so <laughs> great. Uh, are you just going to stay for the second half? I'm uh, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> We're in my... My studio's at home, so I could just go play Candy yeah, yeah, yeah. Crush in my bedroom. Oh, lovely. Uh, <laughs> no, what, what, what I was going to say before the Sarah Bareilles break, it uh, was that... I think Robin, what Robin and I do is similar in that we are sort of taking words and, and and writing them and filling in with this sort of like visual representation of the true emotion. But, but what I, to me, when I see what Robin does, I'm like, okay, that takes a kind of fearlessness, maybe that I don't have. Um, And sometimes I think, you know, Robin and I are, are trying to do different things Mm. with what we make. But like you and I have talked about this before at at communion is that, I have a lot to say and people are always like, you're so honest, but like, Mm. I don't think I've ever talked about any of my real trauma on the internet ever.
1: I've always tried to poke holes in that, but now I don't even try anymore because I think it's interesting that you keep it.
2: I, yeah, there's, there's so much that I have never talked about online and, and, you know, sometimes I'm making work about it and sometimes I'm not, but like, I think that's the most interesting thing. I think, yeah, that's, and it drives me crazy when people are always like, you're so honest. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just
1: like, It's kind of like saying you're
0: so brave, right? Right, yeah. I (laughs) I think that thing is hard, so so, it must be hard.
1: On my birthday party, like the 31st, it was like right before I got sober, I was like really drunk. And I just kept coming over to Adam and I was like, what are you really about? Like, what are you really about? (laughs) And I kind of remember Adam just being like, I don't know, I just make stuff, what are you? (laughs) Like I kind of like, I love that moment. because I mean, that's just sort of, that's it. it. Can it can really be as simple as that? I didn't realize you were really drunk. <laughs> well, that's the alcoholic in me.
2: Mm. I, yeah, I'm, I appreciate when people realize that there's more than what mm-hmm. I'm saying. A lot of people, I think, you know, because we actually have made it really a long time without really talking about Instagram culture. But sure. people, people sort of see the first 30 posts, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> thirty-four <laughs> minutes. <three laughs> um, you know, people sort of see what I post on social media and they're like, Oh, that's what he's about. Cool, got it. Yeah. And it takes a little bit more work to figure out that there's like a lot else happening and that yeah. like, you know, all of my books are metaphors. And it's there's there is I know I before I said I'm super literal and now I'm like, well, <laughs> a metaphor. Yeah. do I
0: contradict um, myself very well then? I contradict I myself. Can we talk about
2: that yet? Uh, no,
0: you missed that one.
2: Weird. That's the yeah. fourth <laughs> one. <line. laughs> yeah. Do you put I I know I got all three books. Although,
1: that's technically number six. I
2: didn't mention my stationary collection. Number seven. seven. Um, (laughs) No, you (laughs) know what? I am relentless.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. Sorry, what are we talking about again?
0: Uh, Oh,
2: um,
0: people people getting that it's not the whole story. I'm not
2: that honest. And a lot of times people are like, wow, you're so vulnerable. And what they really mean is, you're a man, so the bar's lower, and you exceeded it. <laughs> yeah. The bar is on the floor. Like, I'm a cisgendered white man. The bar is the floor. The floor is the bar. And uh, you know I'm, I get a lot of credit that I don't deserve.
1: Yeah, I also think it's just like, I mean, this is probably going to sound weird coming for me, but I'm so disinterested in the way people use this is gonna. I'm gonna call this out as a flag if You might hate me for this line, but I'm really disinterested in how people use their marginalized status as a way to identify what they can and can't do, or whether they're interesting or whatever. I'm, so I think you know I can't. You're address that. You're, I know you can't, but I can. <laughs> and I just think it's like I don't know. I I think we're. You know I think you're white right too. I'm very white. That, oh my god. No, I know. That's what <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's like yeah.
2: I. Yeah, we actually yeah. just can't even yeah, begin mean, to ever... yeah. I, I mean, like, I can't tell you, but... Right.
1: Yeah, I just think it's interesting to poke holes a little bit at what we can and can't do. There's uh, a lot. Yeah.
0: It, well, I think it kind of connects uh, to what you were saying earlier, too. Like, no one's ever just the hero or just the victim right. or just the yeah, villain. Like, it's yeah.
1: C- yeah. complex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... They there hit a point for me where I was tired of hating things. And... Yeah. And... and in in that process, I had to recognize that some sh- shit that I can say might be a little bit weird sometimes. And that, that's a compromise that I am at this point in my life willing to make. Something that I have picked up
2: on, and maybe this is just my own perception, is that like since Trump, everyone is just, I feel like everyone's just trying to cash in before the world explodes. Totally. Oh my and God. And I have felt this like sick drive to like generate income that I have never before felt in my life where i'm like give me the eighth plug all of this and no there's no (laughs) the plugs are See, i I have really and part of this is maybe being older being married thinking about the future thinking about like an escape from new york but to me it feels like the world is a time bomb and i'm just seeing people like balls to the wall like where that is a weird thing coming from my mouth i'm so sorry Uh, but like we're really i just feel like everyone is trying to cash in while they can because like shelf life is shorter trend cycles are faster like you know it in internet years is something that right. we can all relate to and yeah, yeah there is there to me there's this element of like everything's exploding like
1: yeah. just hurry up mm-hmm.
2: and there's no time for subtlety there's no time for nuance there's no time yeah. to like you know have a conversation and right. dissect things it's yeah, like yeah. here's my
1: truth here it is please
2: enjoy thank you
1: thank you bye yeah yeah i think uh, i don't know there's there's so many things that i mean the joy of like taking really a year off from having a job was I got to just watch a ton of movies and read a bunch of books and just explore the world. And what I learned is when people had a little bit more time to breathe, they just sort of had a little bit more time to say what they needed to say. Mm. And, it, and it was less of like the, and I love her, but like this, like Cortez slapback where you're just like, that's the thing. We're going to bump it. And, um, I, I just, I really loved it. Like, I, I really loved it in a deep and meaningful way, and, and it turns out the things that I was interested in had problems with it. I mean, when at, I hate this thing a few months ago where I was like, Andy Coffin is the most brilliant performer ever in the fucking world. Holy shit, this guy's incredible. And then I sat with it, I was like, there's no fucking way in this world Andy Coffin would be able to do the work that he was doing in 2019. He would, mm-hmm. there, it would be over. And I just I just think it's, it's – for me, it's too interesting to, to not look at. I don't know. Maybe that makes me a bad person. I'm not sure yet. Hmm.
0: I mean, I don't think that makes you a bad person. I think the world is really complicated right now. And, you know, earlier we were talking about the 2014 internet slash real life. And now, like, of course the work has changed. Like, of course sure. people have changed. Of course yeah. the way that we're relating with each other right. is changing.
2: I almost think that, like, that 2014, like, I love coffee and whiskey has been Mm -hmm. replaced by a 2019, like, LOL, I'm depressed and I'm drunk at, like, uh, Mm -hmm. a Forever 21 dressing room right now. And, like, so now it's sort of, like, who can be the messiest is the new baseline relatability. I wonder if in, like, 2021 the tweet will be, like... Y'all, I am hydrated.
0: I am <laughs> moisturized. I got I eight hours of sleep. i
2: at church. I am in touch with God. Like, is that the new? I yeah. don't know. If What's so, I'm on it early. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I've never been to a church, but like, I'm willing to check it out. Dude,
1: churches are really
2: great. I'm actually not willing yeah. to check. As I said that, it's like, yeah. uh, change, no, change I'm not of plans. Ready. I have been to a church when yeah. I was like a little emo kid. Okay, yeah. That's where like the, you know, the punk bands would yeah, play at yeah. the church
1: basement. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started um, started praying in July and it ends up being, uh, for me, a, a really great practice. But yeah. for other people, there's connotations. Do you pray like pray or pray like meditate or? Oh, I pray like pray. To I a God pray. or to a higher meditate. power? Just to a power. To a higher power. Something bigger than me. Wow. It doesn't have to be – and the, the the way I contextualize it because, I mean, obviously people have hangups on this and that and whatever. And um, I, whenever I see a wall, I try to figure out a way to get around that wall mm-hmm. and praying um, the biggest wall was God. And I've, like, never been anyone at all. I don't think I really believe in a God now. But I do believe in a higher power, which is something bigger than me that I can sort of um, – talk to. And that being, um, this, if you are, you probably think I'm crazy for talking about this, but if you're listening to this, but for me, like just that conversation sort of lets me know that, um, I am relatively small and minute and none of this is that big of a deal. And, um, I might as well just say what I want to say. Damn. I didn't know this about you. Uh, this I mean, is, yeah. I mean, because fascinating. This to is me. Yeah. I mean, cause when we, when we started coming, Yeah, I was, like, in pretty much my darkest place. And when I got out of that, it was like, dude, the flowers are great. The sunset is great. The air is – like, I just flipped this, like, this sucks. This person sucks. This thing sucks. This is bad. And I just flipped it to, like, well, what's good? And that conversation for me has changed really my entire mentality. I just just don't think um, Mm -hmm. in my time in this world I'm just less interested in. Saying something sucks. I mean, you know, some people like coffee and whiskey, that's great for them, but I don't know. I just like. I need to also backtrack and say yeah. that I am drinking coffee right <laughs> now. I, like I'm sitting here with coffee. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think like that's like great. Those, I think it's, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, I just hit this moment where I just. <laughs> I had to re examine the way that I live sad in the world. And sure, I'd write metaphorically about it, but um, yeah, I, the, the world can actually be really beautiful if, if you want it to be. And I think that's great. Yeah, you have to find the pockets. Yeah, and they're literally our pockets. It's not full of jeans, it's pockets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're out there. I mean, I think yeah. it's so interesting to be talking about religion. Um, yeah. I grew up. This is the turn. This is
1: the turn. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment we've been waiting for the religion
2: talk. <laughs> um, yes, uh, the 100 Days Project presents uh, a theological conversation. Well, I, I grew up Orthodox Jewish <laughs> and. That's not something that I ever talked about until the end of last year. And I only talked about it because our wedding was covered in the New York Times. Mm. And the reporter was talking to me and she was like, We have to mention it Mm. because otherwise there's this huge gap in like, why was your family not at the wedding? Oh, interesting. And she said it, she was like, The we can't not talk about it, and you have to be okay with that, or we can't do this. And I was like, fine, I guess we're doing it. And for me, actually being gay was like much easier to talk about than being Orthodox uh, or or growing up Orthodox. And so when I sort of came into my own personhood, um, I, I really pushed a lot of that organized religion and its elements behind. Like I had trouble, my husband's really into yoga and I had trouble with
1: Mm.
2: his yoga practice or the studio he would go to because a lot of like the call and response elements were like very sure. Just reminded me of, of, that experience yeah i don't know so i
1: yeah
2: i had a, a really interesting or not interesting but uh everyone always says that when they're talking like yeah. it's so interesting and everyone else is like <laughs> You're
1: talking about Yeah, um,
2: but i i know i guess so many like new yorkers who so, have no religious background at all yeah. and are curious about it yeah. whereas i like really had all of back. it yeah. all yeah. the way yeah. um and now i'm coming back to figuring out what my belief mm. system is sure. And mm. I realized that there's a lot that I believe sort of innately that mm. maybe aligns with Buddhist principles. Mm. And I are yeah. like our wedding ceremony sure. had like a Buddhist element to For it. Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this is like the most white gay. Yeah. Never
0: <laughs> no,
1: like,
2: but yeah. just like the, the yeah. energy
0: and
1: like the good we're all like
0: of, looking oh. for some I think it's also why people do yeah. the project, right? We're like looking to feel connected, we're looking to feel yeah. like life
1: yeah. has
0: meaning, like our lives have meaning, um I'm really, have a lot of different I'm ways really to do really,
2: that yeah, that's what I love about the hundred day project. <laughs> <laughs> be honest, I'll say anything for money. No, um,
1: this is, I mean... But it is about connection. Yeah, and it's also about looking at the evidence. Like, I mean, I like that's a, you know, there's many corny sayings in this lifetime, but looking at the evidence is one of them. And um, when I look at what my life was a year or two years, three years ago, Mm -hmm. um, the evidence was that I was sad. The evidence, Mm -hmm. you know, the evidence was that um, I was mad at many things. But now when I look at the evidence and it's like, okay, yeah, I added prayer in my life, and okay, it's a little strange. But if I look at the evidence of my life, it's better. So who gives a fuck? Like, I, like it's a it's a selfish thing for me, truly. It's, it's, it's such a selfish thing where I'm like, I don't give a fuck about organized religion. I don't give a fuck about any other thing. I just know I sleep at night, and everything else can go fuck itself because I actually get to fall asleep. Yeah. That, for me, was – as you're speaking about it now, I'm realizing, like,
2: that was very much – how I started to find my voice creatively. And maybe Mm. this comes back Mm -hmm. to something that others who are doing this project um, are looking for is that when I let go of trying to be like a cool person and started just making nice things that I liked that other people liked, my work got better. Mm. And it got more real. It got more Mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. It wasn't projecting what I was thinking I was supposed Mm -hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. um i wasn't making things that like i was seeing out there from other cool people i was i realized that it's okay as a as a creative person to just make a nice thing yeah, yeah, yeah. to put a nice thing in the world that makes other people feel good right. and to have that be the intention and the outcome is mm-hmm. like it's just a wonderful great thing mm-hmm. and uh and also no one was really believing that i was cool like <laughs> no <amount laughs> of <their> jacket, no <laughs> one of tattoos and a septum piercing and a (laughs) sideways haircut like no amount of big glasses I'm just dragging my entire 20s I Uh, I know (laughs) I'm so sorry no amount of a ripped
1: jeans (laughs) asymmetrical haircut
2: (laughs) I I mean I just realized that that no one was buying that from me um and and I think when you're talking about like looking for the good and just realizing that actually plenty of things are good um I have this thing that I wrote a long time ago that yeah, I yeah. have iterated in a few things and and, yeah. and my own take. I love to dissect mm-hmm. like existing aphorisms. To sure. me, that is the pop yeah, song yeah. thing.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, sure. but a good amount of it actually is, mm, right? Yeah, like yeah. sunshine, yeah. it literally exists. It's here every day. Right. And, yeah. and rainbows literally exist. And, yeah, yeah. and these are undeniable truths that even in your darkest time you can't deny the existence of for the sure. sun yeah. like, that's, yeah.
1: it's just gonna be there that's
2: just there yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so sometimes when you're so down that you really can't feel anything for yourself mm-hmm. um, and you're so down that that your negative feelings feel like reality mm-hmm. um, it's good to be reminded that like there are just some things that are facts. sure and and that's not it's like you don't need
1: to be in the right mental state to accept fact. Fact is just fact. Fact's fact. Feelings aren't Um, facts. They're just... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, there's a Greek goddess, um, Fortuna, Mm -hmm. who is like the goddess of luck, chance, and sort of good fortune. And uh, my friend Chris, um, who's like my closest collaborator and friend for years, um, wrote this lyric with Fortuna in it. And I've been really thinking about it for like months now where I sort of think about how lucky I am. That's not even a corny thing. I'm just, I am lucky. Mm -hmm. Like if I look at the evidence and the statistics of my life, like there's no way a, that I should be alive and B that I should be allowed to make things. Um, That's just, that's luck. And it's so easy for me on a bad day to be like, well, you know, fuck this person. They got a better brand opportunity or fuck this person. They want to get interviewed by this publication and they don't really want me or whatever it is. But I have this conversation with Fortuna and I'm just like, I'm actually pretty lucky, aren't I? And that lets me let go my knee jerk reaction and wanting to be like, can't believe Adam got that brand gig. I wanted that, you know, whatever that is. Mm. Um, And I think that's really important for sleeping at night. Mitchell and I very often will
2: like stop and just sort of like dissect a situation and be Mm -hmm. like, wow, we are so lucky right now. Like imagine just like having a nice meal for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like we'll be, we'll be eating Mm -hmm. something delicious and stop and be like, what are we celebrating? Because this feels like an occasion. And if the occasion is like no occasion, that's amazing. Yeah, It's like, who gets that? Who gets, you know, I, I stop and think about the fact that I, I live in New York or the fact that I (laughs) <laughs> live in New York and found a single gay person who <laughs> wanted, wanted to have a real relationship like, like dating is hard and I spent yeah. so much of my life just thinking that I would never be loved that way and then to not only find it but mm-hmm. to be married and, and to mm-hmm. have it be wonderful like mm-hmm. yeah I think there is like a stop and smell the roses and mm-hmm. I'm sorry I do yeah, speak yeah. in aphorisms like constantly that's, that's just how my brain yeah, works yeah. but yeah. yeah we are really lucky and yeah. and none of this Stuff really matters. Yeah. I mean, none that, of this, yeah,
1: this like, oh, what am I going to Instagram today? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Basquiat was never like, what am I going to Instagram today? Like, <laughs> stuff. And, uh, I, I, I've taken a lot from people in the 60s, 70s, 80s who were just making things. And um, it really, you know, I don't feel. This pressure to put out the next great thing—I just feel a, a pressure to put out a thing. Yeah, and that- yeah. I'm just trying to like keep going. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: think it's a contest with other people. I think it's like, yeah, just your own—you're on your own journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of staying alive and making things that make you and the people around you happy.
1: Yeah,
2: and yeah. I mean, a lot of this also comes to like comes down to like how do you define success for yourself? Mm, sure. Um. And that's something I spent a lot of time thinking about. And how
0: do you define success for yourself?
2: Well, on uh, on page
0: 136, <laughs> things are what you make of them. Mm-hmm. No,
2: but, but but okay, but all joking aside, like things are what you make of them. That's what this book actually is about. It is not it is sort of like the advice creative book that already exists because I'm not qualified to tell you how to make art. Yeah. I, I don't know how to tell you how to do the technical things, but mm. I have been having a lot of conversations about what it means to be a creative person and mm-hmm. have that compulsion and have that drive and how it, you know, warps our sense of, of success or accomplishment mm-hmm. or happiness. Mm-hmm. What happens when we tie our, our emotional and our, our, what happens when we tie our, our sense of self-worth to our ability to be creatively productive mm-hmm. and, uh, and just kind of like, we rewire ourselves wrong, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're doing the hundred day project and you miss one day, like, does that mean you have to kill yourself? Yeah. Like, why does it, sometimes we get really dramatic about yeah. these does, things yeah, that, it's
0: not that the thoughts. rules are arbitrary. Yeah. The rules are made up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. And it has to be like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I spent like a, a couple of years really trying to understand that. And I decided that success is, is just being able to do something that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. and, and to positively impact even one person. And mm-hmm. so, You know, I think I have quite a few Instagram followers for for a modern creative, and, like, that's very cool. Um, Do I think that I'm, like, an artist who will be remembered after I die? No, Mm -hmm. I really don't. But I do think that I have the capacity or the ability right now to positively impact other creatives. Mm -hmm. And I think someone else might make something that then impacts someone else, Mm -hmm. and then that person... Marry someone who's a surgeon who saves a life or invents yeah. a, for you know what I mean? Like, I think it is like a very indirect yeah. thing, but, but on a very human, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like we're all connected mm-hmm. and you can put these waves out into the world. And, and that's for me, what it's really about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which isn't to say I don't see all the numbers. I think 2019, we have so much data. It is mm-hmm. like deep, like, like I can know how many steps I didn't walk today <laughs> and how many followers yeah. checked out from, like, decided yeah. to unsubscribe from my yeah. life. And right. we we have too many.
0: But those numbers don't so many, really, what do they, they really mean? Yeah. What do they really matter? Yeah.
2: But, uh, but none of it really, yeah, yeah none of that really matters. Mm.
0: So we have a, we have just a couple of minutes left today. And I'm wondering if there's any advice or encouragement you'd like to give to people who are doing the project or who are thinking about doing a project like this or just making more work, just getting their voice out there. Um, and then of course, where can we find you on the interwebs?
2: <laughs> I mean, I think my best advice is we've been to- I mean, we've really, <laughs> we really did this. <laughs> did. Uh, I knew we would. I think the best advice is that nothing matters. Yeah. And so put out work that is bad. Right. Um, you know, I, people, my most popular work is like some of my technically like worst work. Mm-hmm. My most popular images are the ones that happened the fastest mm-hmm. with like the cheapest tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I really realized that, that perfect isn't better and doesn't matter. And I would encourage people doing this project to just make something every day and don't really worry too much about it being a polished final work, mm-hmm. as long as you're putting something out there. Um, and maybe this speaks more broadly to what I think Instagram can be at its best for creatives, which is a sketchbook, not a portfolio. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like you can have a portfolio. You can have a website. Instagram shouldn't be it, mm. be that for you. Mm-hmm. And so use the hundred day project. If, if you're someone who uses Instagram for more polished work, maybe your hundred day project is I'm sharing a hundred days of sketches or mm-hmm. thoughts or thinking or first drafts and, mm-hmm. and let yourself just be real that way and let people in, let people in on your process and your journey and, and, I think that's going to help you connect with other people in those hashtags, too, is when people can see that you're on your way.
0: I love that analogy of a digital sketchbook versus a portfolio. I think it's really helpful. That's
2: always how I use the internet. That's how I use my Tumblr. And my Tumblr is what got me a following and a career and a book deal. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it came from just putting the ideas out there and then an editor from penguin being like i see what i see the pieces you're putting down here's what i think they equal mm. and they pitched my book to me mm. and uh and that seems ridiculous but right sometimes when you have when when sometimes when you put out a finished work it's like oh okay it's finished mm. and you know if someone doesn't like the finished work they're like well that's not for me but you know when when you're putting out pieces or ideas someone else can see those pieces and and maybe add something or or digest or reinterpret something that you in a way that you wouldn't have done yourself mm. and then there's really room to like mm. polish i don't know i think i think we need to let go of this idea that like our social media needs to be perfect and curated because all that does is like really breed these like untruthful mm. things yeah. that's that's where we get coffee and whiskey tweets <laughs> mm. is we're too afraid to just be real and raw and like not perfect.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. When I think about advice, two things come to mind. Um, I'll probably forget one of these things as I'm talking in the middle of this, but uh, the first one is just sort of like, let the bad be good. Um, Mm. my, my favorite Mm. part of any concert or whatever is when the, when something wasn't supposed to happen and then it happens and that's kind of nice. Um, that's the stuff that I like. And the other thing, damn, I forgot it. Um, this is, the, <laughs> this is the worst part about being me is I have like, my memory is like seconds. Um, like, yeah. So point. maybe the other part of it is like, <laughs> and, uh, you don't forget things as you think of them. But, uh, yeah, man, the other piece was vice is really good. I just led with the wrong thing, but I don't know let the let the dad be okay.
0: I think that's great that's advice. That's
1: great advice. Yeah. thank you so much um, for
0: coming on to share with me and with the people doing the hundred day project. i uh, I think they're gonna get a lot out of hearing both of your stories. and I
2: feel like everyone listening at home is our therapist, and <laughs> yeah. we, uh, you
1: guys us like you know. Podcast is an hour. I think yeah. two fifty is, yeah, is fair. Sure. Yeah. Adam Sliding what, scale. Adam is my manager, so whatever he cuts me is great. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <heard> about that. <laughs> Wait, that's another. That's
0: another
1: podcast. That's another podcast. Yeah, that's another podcast. Um,
2: I yeah. I mean, don't thank us for don't thank us for being here. Like, thank thank you all listening for for being here because you don't know us. It's very annoying to listen to strangers. Yeah. Um. But we wish you well on your hundred day project.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Keep making things um that's about it yeah put them out there because you really don't know who's paying attention it's not about having a hundred thousand followers it's about having the right followers it's about one person being impacted
1: Mm. um yeah yeah buy my art
0: (laughs) and i will I, i will absolutely be sharing the links where they can find and follow you and buy your art um, Don't
2: follow me, I think, <laughs> <with> my
1: advice.
0: <laughs> or, or not. Or,
1: or yeah. the, the, the number of followers on Instagram that lets me swipe up for a story. That's, that's if really, you connect your <laughs> Facebook page your Instagram account, you'll get it. Really? That's yeah. how it happens? Yeah. Whoa, well, then fuck everybody. I will do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i help people do that. Wow. See, really? <laughs> I, I feel like oh
0: you've learned God. so much from each other today.
2: <laughs> I'll say one more thing about making work and being real on the internet is that my husband and I were – followed each other on Tumblr for like six months before I ever asked him out. Mm-hmm. And he's not the type to ever like accept a random mm-hmm. kind of date request, mm-hmm. but I had been kind of real on the internet. And so he felt like he understood my whole deal. Mm-hmm. And then he said yes to a date. Mm-hmm. And then we started dating. So you like, we mm-hmm. were officially dating a month later and then, and then five years later. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. To me, that's so much more important than having like I don't need ten followers, I just needed the one that follower is- to marry. Yes. Oh, so, like,
1: oh,
2: it's, not wow. a, it's not just about, about oh. money or clout or book deal. It yeah. is also about like that's the magical part about being a creative person, is that yeah. you can tell the world who you are yeah. in your way, in your in your yeah. exact way. Yeah. I
1: would like a husband too. I'm just gonna put that Dimitri. out there. Me three out there Any husband. <laughs> a good one
0: a good one
2: uh, if you're interested in dating robin please email studio at adamjk.com <laughs> yeah, uh, headshot yeah. and three references wipe me up and uh two years of tax returns because yes, that would be wonderful it's hard out here for our writers. exactly yeah <laughs> so get to the front of the line
0: thank you both so much
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thank
0: you both so much we really appreciate you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thanks so much see ya Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Lindsay Jean Thompson. This episode is sponsored by Going Graphic. If you're a creative looking to grow your brand, Going Graphic is your answer. Whether you've been in business for years or just getting started, Going Graphic can help you build your business while you get to focus on the stuff you love doing. Going Graphic specializes in logo design, print design, and marketing, including social media management, email marketing, blog posts, and more. For a free consultation, visit goinggraphic.com and mention The 100 Day Project. Freedom to be creative is here for you. Podcast produced by Adam Day, music by Peter Fenn. Our guest next week is and Njaka.